Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 66 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week we're going to speak to the man of the moment who enjoyed Laurel's success, classic success in recent weeks. That is a uh, trainer, of course, uh, Thomas O'Donovan. So we're going to say hello to Thomas now and uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Well, Barry, thanks, yeah. Yeah, as I said, Thomas, uh, man of the moment. We might get to that um, shortly, but just, I suppose, a uh, reminder, listeners, or tell our listeners um, how you got involved in the great sport and, and maybe some of your earliest memories growing up. I was trying to involved in it since the day I'm born, really. I was born into it. Uh, Dad always had dogs and trained dogs for years there and had plenty of success. And um, I suppose you get the you get the bug then from that. And um, it just laid on from there. Um I guess we grew up with a few good dogs around the place and you, once you get the taste of winning a big competition, you you want it again. Yeah, that's uh, exactly it. And uh, just tell us maybe, I suppose, some as I said, some of your earliest memories growing up, you said some really great dogs there and uh, some big nights, no doubt. Yeah, sure, look, you get, you get the very first dog I ever owned, I think it was Russell Rose, just in my name, I guess, and I was only a child. She turned out to be the one of the, the greatest of all time. She won the Oaks in, in uh, Clonmel for the McGrath family in Tyrone. Uh, so, yeah, from day one, we've been lucky enough that there's been a few good dogs around. And um, I suppose then again, go on and a few days, years later, and you had the likes of uh, um, Mix Magic and Limousine. Mix Magic won the Irish Cup and Limousine won the Oaks. And then he said so won the Derby. So, on the track. So both track and field, there was a, there was success there. So it was look, it was great to to grow up around those types of dogs, you know. Yeah, bring us back uh, to 2005. That must have been a really really special night for the family to win the Irish Greyhound Derby with. He said so, as you said on the track. Yeah, sure. Look, uh, it was a real hot final. You'd um, you'd Westmead Hawk, Troopies Maldini, Troopies Marco. They were all big stake winners going into that final, and you'd. you'd our fellow was probably only ten to one. You think you'd you'd uh, you're up against it, but early pace wins those those finals a lot of the times. And and he had trap one a little bit like one time only last Saturday night. He had the trap and he had the early pace and he was out and gone. And um, I suppose going down the back straight that night, I was in the centre of the track and he he was four or five clear. You kind of said to yourself, Jiz, he might get home." Yeah, and uh, moving on then, Thomas, you made the trip to Australia for a while. Tell us um, how things went out there and uh, what kind of things do they do different? Um, I went over for five years. There was, in 2011, I got an opportunity there to... Robert Britton was a good friend of mine um, from Australia and he he offered me kennels uh, on his property. There was a 20 dog kennel that he wasn't using as... as as much as what he he had been, and uh, he just the game was kind of I suppose on the down here. Um, so it was an opportunity I took, and I brought over dogs with me, and um, started training over there. It was look, it was a slow burner. You you had to start at the bottom. No one really cared who you were over there. Um, but I started to get better and better dogs, and built up a kennel of dogs that were good city class dogs. Um, open class dogs you call it here and um, 
it turned out to be a, a great trip and you learn a lot. Um, I suppose, look, at the end of the day, they don't do much different over there. The bottom line is to get the dogs fit and healthy and, and happy and uh, they'll race for you. But I suppose that the biggest thing over there is the professionalism of the how racing is presented and and uh, you see that I think people a lot of people are noticing that now even with the with the with social media now these days um, a lot of people are watching the racing from from Australia and they're starting to follow dogs and trainers over there you know I get I get a surprise there when I go to the track you'd hear people asking about this fella or that dog over in Australia or who's he or is that dog good or what what's his stake or so there's a big interest now even in, in Ireland in the race in Australia and that's the way they present it over there I mean that's the probably the short form we have here a little bit we don't present it the actual race in itself that great we're getting there it's just, it's improving but um, it's definitely one side we can we can continue to improve so when you made the trip back um, then um, you know obviously you you were getting back into the swing of things over here had you high hopes when you came back were you you know thinking of ta- classic success uh, I brought back a couple of bitches with them in the mind to race them anyway and just and really for breeding uh, they were just out of a, one of the best dam lines in Australia and I just said I'll take a chance on them and when I came back I suppose it was hard to go from what I was coming from over there and the prize money that was involved to come back and go down on a dirty winter night running for 250 euros so I kind of stood back from it a little bit for a couple of years when I came back um, I just said I'd breed the bitches and I, I, I leased a, a bitch and bred her and reared the pups with the kind of intention that once all these pups get to the age of schooling and racing and get back into it full time um, because the future was bleak enough even when I came back because we had it was around the time of when Harris Cross was closing and there was strikes going on and it didn't look it didn't look great anyway. It wasn't it wasn't a happy place anyway when you go going to the track in Ireland three or four years ago. But I mean, look, things are starting to improve again now. So, um, and and tell us, I suppose that 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 bitch wasn't it, um, the Fernando Bale and, and Sweet Shadow bitch who um, went on to uh, breed Epic Hero. That's right. Yeah, she was one of the bitches I brought back from Australia. I trained her mother in in Australia. She was a, she was a good bitch, um, Sweet Shadow. She was uh, fourth in the launching pad, which is Group Two. Um, so look, you, you took a chance. Didn't know how it was going to turn out. Just bred them to the best sires and reared them as well as I could, and just see what 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 comes out of it. And lucky enough, the litters have been good. Um, the first litter was that Epic Hero and Priceless Jet litter, and um, and then her sister Miss Minnie, Miss Minnie Marvel bred the. Little with Pierno and Miss Minnie uh, Moll, she was in the final Limerick Oaks. So, so far it's going good, but I mean, doesn't mean to say that it'll, it'll continue like that. And, and what was it like to go on and I suppose finally win that classic, win the ledger, um, you know, in Limerick last year with Epic Hero? Because obviously, look, your, your father had enjoyed so much success, and I think there's always, I suppose, a bit of, a bit of pressure on then to, to deliver on the big nights. But to, to finally win that big one when you came back, that must have been an unbelievable thrill for, for not just yourself, but all involved with your kennel. Yeah, look, it was brilliant for everyone. To be honest, it came quicker than I thought. You know, you, 
I had a bit of a plan in my head with these bitches coming back and and even leasing a few bitches when I came back here to breed and to produce good quality dogs and it probably all I didn't think it was going to all happen in the first litter that you start winning classics um, so it came probably sooner than I thought um, because to me it's only just the start of what I wanted to do um, like there's there's daughters now and there's there's, there's of those bitches and, there's, and they're still breeding um, it's just that ledger win probably came a couple of years sooner than I thought but you take it when you get it yeah, you sure do. And I suppose, look, fast forwarding um, onto the Laurels, it was another fantastic event in, in Curraheen Park um, this year. Tell us your thoughts when you were entering um, Epic Hero and one time only into the Laurels. Two representatives. Were, were you, were you, were, you were hardly dreaming of success that early, were you? No, look, Epic Hero, the, re- the only reason I've kind of put him into it was he knows the track well and he was just starting to, he'd been off all year with injuries and different little problems. And he was fresh, and I just said we'd take a chance with him, um, put him in. I knew the track was a bit sharp for him and that, but look, it was I said it might be a decent preparation for going on to the ledger. Um, and it just worked out that he got to the final and ended up third. And one time only, really, was coming back from a, a bad injury, sprained his hock um, in the Corby back in um, April or March, whenever it was on. And um, he was out for a good number of months, but he started back trialing well and done a couple of good runs down in Cork. So I stuck him in a 12-dog stake, and he ran average. But you could see you could see he was, uh, well, I could see that he was pretty rusty, and that, that's all it was. And in fairness, that's what, like, I, I think a lot of people have been saying it. It's probably one of the most wonderful training performances ever to win a Classic, because, look, as you said, you gave him the two races, and, and if he didn't have them two races, he probably had no chance in the Laurels, even though it didn't work out for him on those nights. Well, there was a bit of debate even after the, those two races would have put him in the laurels and I just kind of said to myself, the hell with it, we know, I know the dog can run, we'll stick him in it and just on the hope that um, that uh, they, that's all it was, just a few rusty races and, and just needed a few races to get back into the swing of things and uh, that's the way it was and even the first night of the laurels again he was still a bit rusty but from there on you could see every week his time was improving and the way he was running was improving um, and it, and it's just that that's dogs I guess they you can't expect them just to come from from being off on a layoff for five months to go straight into race fitness and just like a hurler I suppose being off for so long and just throwing him straight into the deep end he's going to have to find his feet isn't he yeah, that's exactly it. Look, it was a, a remarkable training performance and I suppose, look, we just have to touch on the final night because um, it's always a, a special occasion um, in Curraheen Park and I'm so sorry you got uh, great satisfaction out of them delivering the, the performance, not just of the night, but the performance of the competition when it mattered the most. Yeah, look, it's all, always great when you can produce your best in the final. Um, look, he had the trap to do it and I suppose he was the, he was the, he was the improver in the stake and um, I suppose he was unexposed when 99% of people wouldn't have known what he was capable of. Um, but we knew that it was a run in him. And I think he he kind of confirmed that even again in the edge of the night. He's, he's just going in the right direction. If he can stay sound now, he he might be a dog that could go on a run of winning races, you know. 
and I'm sure it was a, a special occasion uh, for, for all connected uh, with your kennel as well obviously the owners Paul Harrigan and John Woodward but uh, your own family I'm sure you all got um, a great kick out of it oh yeah of course yeah it is, um, we're all involved here like I mean um, we've we've got pups and we've got dogs in school and there's dogs racing so there's a everyone gives a hat and dad and my sister there she does a lot with the pups so there's it's not um you can't do it all on your own anyway, that's for sure. So does it that that, that that makes it all that more sweeter when, when it's kind of you know a family operation, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it does, yeah. Of course it does, yeah. And as I said, look, he uh, confirmed his um form last week, so look you'll have high hopes going forward over the next couple of weeks again, uh, touch wood, Thomas. Yeah, look, it's probably a big enough ask to go straight from the Lords into the ledger and go and, and, and not tire a little bit going towards the end of the, the ledger, but because it's a tough, it's a tough enough run for a five fifty for pretty much a dog that's is probably not not a natural five fifty dog yet anyway. Um, but we just said we'd we'd stick him in while he's running well. We put him in, and once the ledger is over, you're kind of coming into the winter. There's not much going on until probably next year, next March or Easter Cup time. So he's gonna he'll be he'll be lying on his back for for a few months after this so we just said we'd try and finish out the year anyway because he's been off long enough Yeah exactly all sounds um, very good look we're wishing you continued success with him and just an update on Epic Hero um, I, think, I think I heard on social media last week he's okay Yeah he's fine not a, not a blemish on him I don't know how but um, he just I, look, he he came away he came away too good and he was actually in a position to to um, he obviously likes Limerick because he was really running but he um he just got clipped and, and he stumbled and tumbled over twice and looking at it live you'd say we're in trouble here but he um, he just rolled it out I suppose but uh, he you know he got up and he was perfect it wasn't not a blemish on him he's going around only looking for something to do now he's galloping around the yards there in the morning That's great news Thomas and uh, what will you be uh, doing over the next couple of months in terms of have you other nice sorts to look forward to will you be on the course and fields? Yeah Plenty of course and dogs, all right. Um, yeah, look, there looks to be a couple there that's not too bad. So we, we might have a bit of luck in that too. But yeah, please God. But um, no, it's a, just getting through the course and season now, and um, the track will probably wind down. But I have a bit of, I have a bunch, another litter, a couple of litters coming through that are thirteen or nearly fourteen months old now. Um, so there'll be that's what we'll work on there for the winter just to get them up to up to scratch for, for next year and hopefully there's something in them as well who knows Is the door always open for a top class dog Thomas? Of course yeah there's always, there's always room for them That's the job Look, well look it was a fantastic um, Lars congratulations on, the, on that wonderful success as well one time only treated us to some uh, terrific performances um, over, over the last couple of weeks we certainly enjoyed it and uh, we congratulate yourself and your family there as well on, on your success again and uh, no doubt we'll be talking again uh, in, in the future Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.